I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. On Monday, President Trump's legal team will finally get to present the president's affirmative defense. Here's what I would argue. For 24 hours, House managers devoted hour upon hour to proving two factual propositions. Number one that the president temporarily delayed military aid to Ukraine. And number two, that President Trump sought an investigation into Burisma, the Ukrainian natural gas company, and a corruption potentially involving Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden. On those two points, they devoted more than half of their argument 
arguing ad nauseum with sight after sight and clip after clip, both of those points are undisputed. Both of those points, everyone admits, there is no dispute that the military aid was delayed, and there is no dispute that the president sought an investigation into Burisma. Indeed, he has said so on national television multiple times. Neither of those factual propositions are impeachable offenses. In fact, neither of those propositions are remotely contrary to law. Presidents have the authority and regularly have temporarily delayed foreign aid in circumstances where they had concerns. And when it comes to investigating corruption, a president has the authority and the responsibility to investigate serious claims of corruption. During their 24-hour opening argument, the Democrats built their case on the proposition that it was utterly fraudulent, that it was completely baseless, that there was no evidence to seek an investigation into Burisma and corruption. That proposition is laughable because not only was there sufficient evidence to seek an investigation into Burisma and corruption, there was so much evidence that there was a need a legitimate need to investigate, and that need remains today. That corruption or potential corruption still needs to be investigated today. And from there, the Trump lawyers should calmly, coolly, systematically walk through the mountains of evidence that raise major red flags, that raise major concerns about corruption, about the sitting vice president bragging about blocking a billion dollars in aid to Ukraine until they fire the prosecutor who is investigating the company Burisma that is paying his own son a million bucks a year. The White House team should calmly, systematically prosecute that case. That's a pretty good argument. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. Welcome back to the show. I'm Michael Knowles. And before we get into those arguments, because this is a very pivotal day, the Democrats have, have finally stopped talking, hallelujah, and the Trump team gets to make its defense. Before we get into that, I have got to thank the listeners for engaging with this show, subscribing, leaving five-star reviews, and actually bringing this show all the way up to number one on the charts, the number one podcast in the country. It is incredible. Uh, Congratulations, Senator. Well, well, congratulations to you. And I got to say to all the listeners, it is a testament. Look, I think there are a lot of folks in this country who who, who care about substance and issues. And and so much of what you get on TV, so much of what you get of talking heads is just people yelling at each other and and doing sound bites. (laughs) And, and, And I think people are interested in really trying to understand an issue, knowing facts, knowing, knowing con law. Look, as you know, Michael, we've talked with our team putting this together, and occasionally there's some discussion of, well, maybe we ought to dumb things down and then not actually get into complicated things. But look, I think people are interested in understanding. They don't have a million hours to dive in and, and drown in it, but they're interested in understanding issues. And I right. hope that this show now and going forward helps people really understand an issue and what's behind it and mm-hmm. what you need to know to know what's going on. Of course, people are so much smarter than they get credit for. You know, and I think people are interested and no one's going to watch 20 hours a day of these extremely tedious impeachment trials. But you've broken it down well. And, and that the argument you just made is pretty interesting because basically what you're saying is, yes, on the basic facts that the Democrats laid out, we all agree. 
It's not impeachable whatsoever. At the heart of this impeachment investigation is this potential corruption in Ukraine yep. with the Bidens. And then the Trump team should just talk about that. The big the big Trump argument is going to really begin on Monday in prime time when, when maybe yep. some people are paying attention. But today you had a little, what, two hour session. Today the, we had about two hours. The, the Trump team tees up their arguments. You've come straight from the Capitol, straight yep. from the impeachment trial. What's your reaction? Look, I think for the, for the two hours, they did a good job of, of refuting some of the, some of the points that, that, that the House managers made and pointing out in particular all the things they left out. So, hmm. so they did an effective job of saying they showed you this clip from witness one, two or three. But what they didn't show you is what they said next. Hmm. And, and there were lots of good examples where, where they'd go to the video. And I think you could see senators kind of nodding. Hmm. Uh, I think that's what the Trump lawyers did most effectively today is say, well, gosh, why didn't the House managers tell you that? And, and they pointed that out quite a bit. I think that was helpful for undermining confidence in, in, in the whole body of what the House managers presented over the last three days. So well, I couldn't see senators nodding because I was not there. But, but you saw that. I, I guess because it's so pivotal today, because now the Democrat case is over, the Trump case begins. If the Trump lawyers are saying, here's what the Democrats told you, but here's what they left out, what you're saying is that the Democrat arguments were deceptive. Yes, uh, they were, and they were deceptive using lots of different tools. I, you know, it, it, all right, here's a particular logical construct that the House managers used to be deceptive. They, they used this several times, and, and, and it's a logical construct of X- not why. So, for okay. example, let, let, me, let, me, let me explain what that means. Uh, they say, for example, that, that, uh, that, that President Trump uh, and, and, and Republicans bought the narrative that Ukraine and not Russia interfered in the 2016 election. Now, in that model, X is right. Ukraine did interfere in 2016. The lie, the deception is the, is the not why. <laughs> okay, so when right. they say Ukraine, not Russia, look, it is obvious Russia tried to interfere in 2016, did interfere in 2016, uh -huh. invested real money, had a team of people pushing out fraudulent material online. That happened. That right. was real. And, 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 and anyone who looks at the evidence recognizes that. But it, the fact that Russia did right. doesn't mean no other country did. So the way they frame it, and, and you'll huh. see they do this all the time. Uh -huh. That they say they pushed the fraudulent theory that Ukraine and not Russia interfered. Here's another way they do it. So, so we, because it's it's true that the Republicans are saying Ukraine interfered, but it's not true that Republicans are also saying therefore Russia did not interfere. And, and it would be false if we said Russia did not interfere. Interfere that that's a false statement. Right. Russia did interfere, right. but they're using that construct to deceive you. I'll give huh. you another example they've used about President Trump wanting an investigation in, into Biden and into Burisma. What, what the House manager said over and over and over again mm -hmm. is the president wanted the announcement of an investigation and not an actual investigation. X and not Y. So there's lots of evidence mm -hmm. Trump wanted an investigation announced. Right. There is zero evidence 
that Trump didn't want an actual investigation. And the House <laughs> managers asserted over and over and over again, an announcement and not an actual investigation. They've never cited any evidence whatsoever. And by the way, think about it. In what universe would Trump not want an investigation? Right. I mean, he's calling for investigate this. This is corrupt. It stinks. Investigate it. And, and, and the, the hook that they use is they, is they have one witness's testimony that Trump wanted to put the president of Ukraine in a, quote, public box. Uh-huh. And they say, aha, that proves all he cared about was the announcement. It was just political for domestic yeah. co- consumption. Public box. Ha ha. We prove he wanted an announcement and not an actual investigation. Well, what utter nonsense. Why else hmm. might you want to put Zelensky in a public box, the president of Ukraine? Maybe because Ukraine has had a long history of corruption. They've been unwilling to go after Burisma. They've been afraid to do it. I'll tell you, you do it all the time. If someone is reluctant to do something, one of the best ways to get them to do it is I don't want you just to secretly commit to me, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yeah, you've I'll got secretly to be on the do record. it. Stand up and say you'll do right. it publicly because the chances of your following through are much higher. So the, the Democrats' trick here is that they're making a true statement and they're using the true statement to cover up for the false statement that they say immediately afterward. So if you, he- yes, and if you hear the Democrats, if you the media does this all the time. The media loves doing the the... You're saying Ukraine and not Russia uh-huh. interfered. No, no, that's not what we're saying. Uh, right. That logical construct, X and not Y, is a real giveaway that they're, that they're engaging in lawyerly sleight of hand. That is, you know, I, I would not have picked up on that. Obviously, I've, I've been hearing it. Like you use the example that President Trump wanted the announcement of an investigation into the Bidens, and, but he didn't want an actual investigation. And, and, and if does you, that make any sense? If you think about it for five seconds, it makes no sense. Picture that from the other side. So imagine someone saying, Democrats wanted the announcement of the Mueller investigation, but they didn't actually want the Mueller investigation to happen. Are you friggin' nuts? Like, 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 it's, it's. They want the announcement and the investigation. It's a ludicrous proposition. And yet they say it. And by the way, Adam Schiff says it very smoothly. He says it's smiling. And, and, and to date, I haven't seen anyone actually contradicting it and pointing Mm -hmm. out that half of that sentence is, 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 is crazy. Total deception. Right. That's that's an that's an incredibly deceptive trick. I and it's it's so deceptive that even I look. I've been paying close attention. There's to this. a reason lawyers are so beloved. <laughs> the most popular people in the country. Well, speaking of the most popular people in the country, I want to pivot a little bit here because you've now had this impeachment trial go on and on and on. In the 2020 election, we're now nine days out from the Iowa caucuses, right? This is the first big event of the presidential primary campaign. But you've got three Democratic senators who are stuck in Washington, D.C. in the impeachment trial running for president. Well, and and it's driving them bat crap crazy. Although, actually, technically, I have to correct you. Technically, we have four Democratic senators. Well, there's, there's Bernie, there's Warren. And there's Amy Klobuchar. And, and nobody remembers Michael Bennett from Colorado is also still theoretically running. Is he? St- I, 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 as far as I know, he's in the race. The, the only reason I pointed out is, is he launched his campaign. Literally, the whole basis for his campaign yeah. is a few months ago, he stood on the Senate floor and screamed at me. <laughs> and is his that true? launch <laughs> campaign email, like what he talked about in the email launching his presidential campaign, is I yelled at Ted Cruz on the Senate floor. <laughs> 
and I got to say, I, I'm actually kind of a little offended yeah. that, that apparently yelling at me is not even worth a percent point in, in the Democratic primary for president. I have to say, uh, this is a little embarrassing for me that I, I did not know that he was still running. It is more embarrassing for him, but I, I, I digress. Look, all of them are losing their minds not to be there. I mean, it, it was, you can see them, like during the trial, there'd be periods where, where each of them would be up at the back and they'd be kind of pacing back and forth on, on, <laughs> on the Senate floor. And it... Uh, well, you, you have a, an interesting perspective here because you know a thing or two about winning the Iowa caucuses. You, you won in 2016 there. This is the first big, real event when people are yeah. going to the yeah. voting booth. So it's going to set the tone for the rest well, of look, the primary. They're dying not to be there. Yeah. Um, after the, the trial ended last night, actually, Amy Klobuchar and I were visiting. She and I are friends. Mm-hmm. And, and she was, I, I don't want to pull uh, an Elizabeth Warren and, and, and repeat things that were said to me in confidence or not said to me in confidence. I won't get into what Bernie <laughs> and Elizabeth said to each other. Uh-huh. Uh, but but I, I think I can fairly say that Amy was chomping at the bit to, to run out and get on a plane and head back to Iowa. And she, she did tell me we we're talking about surrogates. And she did say she has a surrogate in Iowa who is, I, I think, a collegiate curling champion. Curling, that's the one where it looks like people are mopping yeah, the Yeah, like the room in front the, of the, right. the, the rock. Look, I'm from Houston, so, so we don't have <laughs> snow or ice. So, but, it, but it strikes me as a very Midwest thing to have the collegiate curling champion as, as apparently a, a, a surrogate. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big deal. Uh, you know, a, a really big deal that just came out of Iowa, there's a poll now that puts your colleague, Bernie Sanders, at the top of the pack there. Now, outside the margin of error, he is a clear He's clearly in the lead right now. I think that's right. And there's also a poll out of New Hampshire that has him in the lead there. And I think that has a lot of Democrats scared out of their mind. Uh, There are an awful lot of Democrats who I think think if Bernie gets the nomination, it reelects Donald Trump, which is obviously not what Democrats are looking to do. (laughs) Um, You know, it's it's interesting Two nights ago at dinner, uh, when we were on the dinner break, several of, several of us Republican senators were sitting there having dinner, and, and one of the senators observed, laid out a theory that the reason the House managers had throwed, thrown Joe Biden under the bus, had, had put so much of an argument on Burisma and Hunter Biden right. that it ensures that a big part of the Trump legal team's argument on Monday will be, here's all the evidence of corruption of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Burisma. Well, you, you mentioned this the other night, that one of the big takeaways from the Democratic impeachment argument is they were just throwing their their nominal presidential frontrunner, Joe Biden, right under the bus. Well, one of my Republican colleagues laid out a theory at dinner that, that, that the Democratic superdelegates had soured on Joe Biden. So in the in the for, for people who have not paid close yeah. attention to this very corrupt system that the Democrats have to, to pick their presidential nominee, there are delegates. So you win a state and you get delegates if you know if you win the state. But there are also super delegates who are these kind of party elites that get to pick whoever they want. And, and let me explain it more simply. Look, the Democrats are statists. They're the hmm. party of elitists. They're the party of concentrated power dictating and controlling your life. Right. 
it's reflected in a lot of things about the Democrats. One of the things that's reflected are these superdelegates, these people that have the power in many ways to decide their nominee. There are no Republican superdelegates. And re- Republicans, right. we, we believe in this crazy thing called democracy, where actually the voters should <laughs> go, decide. Go to the polls and pick your candidate. But, yes. but the Democrats have, they have something like 900 superdelegates that wow. are the party elite. And, and, and you got to remember, look, these are people that are very comfortable with saying every decision in your life government should make for you. And so having the party elite control nominations, mm-hmm. I mean, look, those superdelegates played a big part in, in taking Bernie out last time right. and making Hillary the nominee. So your your Senate colleague, who shall remain nameless, I, unless I, you want to make some news no, right now. No, and- <laughs> I will honor that confidentiality. But I don't know that the theory is right, but it was uh, a significant topic of discussion around the dinner table that 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 if the if the Democratic superdelegates have soured on Biden, right. that manifesting this by putting him in a maelstrom where he goes down, yeah. and presumably you see the self-described Democratic moderates going to, I don't know, a, a Bloomberg or hmm. a Klobuchar or a Buttigieg. I don't know where they go, but, the, right. but they presumably go somewhere. That would be, I mean, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And when you said it to me earlier and said they threw Biden under the bus, it didn't make sense to me why the House Democrats would have done that unless it is uh, the unless case. Unless they don't think he can beat Bernie. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that, that he may be too weak. And so I don't know if that's going on or not, wow. but it was a surprising tactical decision of the House Democrats. And hopefully, look, when, when the Trump legal team puts their case on, a, a lot of lawyers, when they argue a case, particularly when you're responding, they spend their whole time sort of going point by point and refuting. Yep. So the other side has 10 points. Let me answer point one with point one A, point mm-hmm. two with point two A. I actually think that's a terrible way to argue, whether uh, in a court of law or, or in, in a court of public opinion. A kind of like a tit-for-tat argument. I, I, it, it, I think the right way to do it, and, and, and what I hope that, that, that the president's lawyers do on Monday, is tell a story. Tell hmm. a story. Lay out an affirmative narrative. I'll, I'll give Adam Schiff credit. He told a story. He told a right. narrative. We need to do the same. And, and, and I hope we're not just sitting there going tit for tat. And refuting all the points it, of the Democrats. You know, it's, it, it's, it's why a few minutes ago where I gave an example of an argument to use on Monday, it's the affirmative case that a president has the authority and the responsibility to investigate serious allegations of corruption. Mm-hmm. That is fundamentally an explanation. You know, when I was arguing Supreme Court cases, I, I used to obsess with what's the narrative and actually the test I tried to think about is when, when the judge or justice went home that night and, and his or her five-year-old grandson hmm. said, what'd you do at work today, Papa? I wanted to own that next sentence. Huh. If I could own the sentence that that judge or justice describes to his or her grandchild, You've won the case that framing the narrative. Sun Tzu says every battle is won before it's fought. It's won by choosing the terrain on which it will be fought. The Democrats are trying to frame the narrative. The Trump team needs to come in and frame the narrative. And I think the strongest ground is can a president investigate corruption when there is real evidence of corruption? Because if that's the question, then we win. The answer is hell yes. Right. That 
will be very interesting to watch on Monday because that is when this is all going to kick off. Yep. And I hope uh, hope people take that advice. Before we go, obviously we only have a couple minutes and we got to get you on an airplane. I want to get to a couple mailbag questions. First one from June. June wants gossip. Senator Cruz, what are the other senators saying behind the scenes? Any juicy gossip or are you going to be... You're going to be uh, cautious to your Democratic or to your other colleagues. So yesterday when Adam Schiff did his closing and and he rolled out the line that he read in CBS that that, that President Trump had said any Republican who votes against him will have their head on a pike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That pissed a lot of Republicans off. I mean, mean, Schiff was booed. Um, I don't know how much of that came across on TV. I, I couldn't see it. And, yeah. and in particular, he was booed by senators like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, who sit next to each other. Senators who are going to be very important if the Democrats want to advance their and, argument. And they recoiled. And in fact, several were murmuring under the breath, their breath, not true, not true. And you actually saw Schiff kind of shake it and said, well, 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 I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. That was an interesting moment. Right. That, that stuck with people. That is pretty juicy gossip. I think you gave June what she came for. Uh, from, from Melody, Senator Cruz, why are the four Democratic senators who are still running for president allowed to be part of the Senate jury? Because the senators are sort of the jury in, yep. in the impeachment trial. Shouldn't they recuse themselves? It seems like a huge conflict of interest for them to be allowed to vote in the impeachment trial. Well, it's a good question, and, and, and it is a conflict of interest, but, but the answer is that, that, that we're not jurors in the sense of a typical jury. There are all sorts of things about impeachment that have nothing to do with, with being a, you know, a typical jury. You wouldn't be allowed to sit on a jury if you knew the defendant. You wouldn't be allowed to sit on the jury if you knew the prosecutor. You wouldn't be allowed to sit on the, on the jury if, if you were having conversations with the defendant or the prosecutor, were discussing the issue. You wouldn't be allowed to sit on a jury if you were publicly discussing the issues, if you, if you were taking positions. The Senate is not a jury. In fact, in the Bill Clinton impeachment trial, uh, senators were referred to as jurors, and Tom Harkin hmm. stood up and objected, said, I object to senators being described as jurors, and Chief Justice Rehnquist upheld that objection hmm. because senators are jurors but also judges, and the framers, when they wrote the Constitution, they knew that senators would be politicians. They understood right. that. They were, they were politicians. They got that. They were reposing in the Senate. They hoped that the Senate, you would have leaders of, of sufficient weight and seriousness and gravitas to consider the issues, to conduct a fair trial. But but they also knew there would be senators running for president. That's not new. That mm-hmm. that has been true for a long time. Right. And so yes, they have interests. They're people that have interests on all on all side, on all sides. But you're supposed to put that aside and follow the law. And so for me, I've said from the beginning, I believe the president will be acquitted. I think he should be acquitted. But but the reason is. My job is to follow the constitutional standard, and the constitutional standard for impeachment is high crimes or misdemeanors, Mm -hmm. and the House manager's case doesn't meet that standard. Right. It doesn't. Well, then this actually leads into our last question from Tommy. Question from a Canadian. Are there any Democratic senators you believe will vote against impeachment? If so, why? I hope so. Um, I think the most likely senator to vote against impeachment on the Democratic side would be Joe Manchin. Mm -hmm. He's the Uh, senator from West Virginia. From West Virginia. Manchin voted for Brett Kavanaugh. 
uh, he was the only Democrat to vote for Brett Kavanaugh. Manchin's vote probably got him reelected to the Senate. So he was on the ballot and and that vote probably saved his seat. Um, I don't know if Joe will or not. I think he's the most likely. Um, You know, other people have looked to say Doug Jones from Alabama. Alabama is a bright red state. I'll tell you, my gut tells me that Jones will vote to convict, that he doesn't think Mm -hmm. he's going to win in November. And if he's going to lose, he might as well go out in a blaze of glory and be, be <laughs> celebrated by by liberals. We'll, we'll see if that's right. Because Doug Jones, he's the guy who beat he's the Democrat who beat the Republican Roy Moore. Yeah. And there was that whole big scandal in, in the Moore campaign. So Doug Jones got in, but it doesn't doesn't look very likely he's going to be reelected anyway. It, it, it in, in any ordinary cycle, Alabama should be electing a Republican. That, right. that, that, those are certainly the values of the voters of Alabama. Right. OK, well, maybe there's a chance we get one one. Uh, Democratic senator to vote for it. Obviously, some of that is going to rest on the arguments that the Trump legal team makes, and that's all coming up on Monday. So be sure to tune in then. In the meantime, please continue to subscribe and leave those five-star reviews. We just, I I can't tell you how exciting it is that we are now the number one podcast in the country. And uh, equally exciting is to have a senator walk down from the Capitol and give us a behind-the-scenes look into impeachment. So we'll see you back on Monday. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is being brought to you by Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC, a political action committee dedicated to supporting conservative causes, organizations, and candidates across the country. In 2022, Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC plans to donate to conservative candidates running for Congress and help the Republican Party across the nation. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores, stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course, the many trials of Donald Trump, couple of wars, gender bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.